Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on Google Podcast. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Friday, the 8th of December, 2023. This is a light day from a historical perspective. Roman poet Horace was born in 65 BC. While he is not widely read today, his works have influenced literature across the centuries. He was born in Italy, but received a higher education in Greece in his early 20s. In the middle of the 19th century, we are in the 21st now, if you're counting, so about 175 years ago, the Catholic Church is still refining their dogma on the nature of Mary. Some will argue that if it was not for the North American Church, they would most likely place her in a higher position than they do now, which is on a level more of a deity rather than human. This position is troubling for folks outside of the Catholic Church. General Motors founder William Durant is born in 1861. He managed to build a large and successful carriage business in the late 1800s. His vision was to consolidate the brand and a number of suppliers under a single corporate umbrella. We might call it vertical integration today. He was not a fan of the automobile, but did see the future. He leverages his carriage business to buy Buick and then quickly other brands into General Motors. The only one he helped found was Chevrolet. Cartoonist E.C. Cigar is born in 1894. By 1920, he is drawing a serial cartoon strip called Thimble Theater. One of the leading characters was Mr. Castor Oil and included his wife, Celinda, and his sister, Olive. You can see where this is going. In 1929, Mr. Oil is searching the docks for a sailor for an adventure to the Pacific. Popeye makes what was intended to be a cameo appearance, but his popularity made him, in fact, the lead of the strip. Castor and Celinda have a daughter, Diesel. Sadly, some of the names get lost in radio and are more funny on the printed page. Also born in 1894 was humorous James Thurber. On this day, after the attack on Pearl Harbor, President Franklin D. Roosevelt delivers a speech to a joint session of Congress, which opened with the line, December 7th, a day which will live in infamy. The six-and-a-half-minute speech was carefully crafted to portray America as the victim and to galvanize the American people for what would be a long and difficult period. Japan, meanwhile, is attacking sites around the Pacific. Not much is common knowledge of the relationship between Japan and Hitler's Germany. One account goes that Japan surprised Hitler with the attack, and while displeased with the timing, he was not against the strike. What was known even in the highest levels of the Japanese military was, America was a sleeping giant, and it would take them at least six months to ramp up the war effort. In that period, the Japanese would be able to run wild. After that, it would be hard to match the industrial might of the states. Jim Morrison, frontman for the rock band The Doors, is born in 1943. He was colorful and given to substance abuse. Like many, he will not see his 30th birthday. President Eisenhower is in a unique position. He was the first president in the nuclear age. President Truman had dropped two nuclear bombs on Japan to end World War II. Eisenhower had to now deal with a nuclear world. On this day in 1953, he delivers a speech calling for the use of atomic power for humanitarian and research purposes, and that America will supply equipment and technology to that end. 
The program is called Adams for Peace. The downside to such candor may have allowed other nations to gain knowledge that could be used against us. Four New York City newspapers go on strike in 1962. This number will increase to nine before it ends 114 days later. Today it's hard to grasp the impact. In 61 years, we've transitioned to nearly complete delivery of news via electronic means. That was not the case in that day. While most homes had a television in 62, the news they delivered was nearly 100% national issues. Radio was in much the same mode. Local news and advertising was almost exclusively from ink on paper. Retired NFL quarterback Jeff George is 56 today. George seemed to have a lot of potential but never quite made the limelight. But then 12 seasons in the NFL is not chicken feed. John Lennon of Beatles fame is shot outside of his apartment building in 1980. The perpetrator is Mark David Chapman, who readily admits to the crime. His mental state has always been suspect. He had been eligible for parole since 2000, but has been denied 12 times. We mentioned yesterday the approach of the Galileo spacecraft to Jupiter. Due to orbits, spacecraft do not fly in a straight line. Earth is traveling through space at roughly 67,000 miles per hour. And where a distant planet will be in five or six years is not a straight line. The whole affair is some serious navigation, route planning, and geometry. On this day, in two different years, the craft passes Earth, once in 1990 and again in 1992. Until well in the 21st century, space exploration and craft were the realm of government, specifically NASA and to a lesser extent the military. In 2010, the private companies are getting involved. SpaceX becomes the first private company to successfully launch, orbit, and recover a spacecraft. Ten years ago, the band Metallica performs a show in Antarctica. This makes them the first band to perform on all seven continents. Who would have thought penguins like metal? The first confirmed case of a new novel coronavirus is reported in China four years ago today. It's named COVID-19. That's history and comment for the 8th day of December. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.